The Yes Bank fraud saga has been going on for quite some time now. Innocent people lost thousands of crores due to the fault of some greedy people, including Yes Bank's MD and CEO, Rana Kapoor, who was arrested for money laundering in 2020. But the saga has been dragging on not just because of this injustice. It is also dragging on thanks to another so-called injustice against the bank's investors done by the SEBI and the RBI. An injustice worth 8,415 crore rupees. You see, when the RBI and the SEBI were restructuring the indebted Yes Bank after its failure, they decided to write off investments made in additional Tier 1, that's 81 bonds. Meaning, those who had invested in these bonds would not get their money back. Q, a legal battle that is still raging. But now, new evidence has come to light that shows this whole drama regarding 81 bonds could have been avoided. Wondering what's going on? Hi, this is Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Here's your story for today. 81 bonds are very special bonds. Ones that can live forever, that do not require its issuer to pay back. You may be wondering, but isn't this like equity, where the company has no obligation to pay back the amount taken from you ever and only gives you the profits it earns on your money? Yes, perpetual bonds or PERPs are bonds issued for eternity. They have no redemption period. They are the quote-unquote forever loans and they feel exactly like equity. Now, imagine someone asking you for a loan and saying they will return the money. Uh, Never. Isn't that so damn risky? What if they run away? What if they die? Well, yes, perpetual bonds are as risky as bonds can be. Sometimes they are even riskier than equity. But then, why would people agree to invest in them? Simple, they give very high returns. Around 9.5% in the case of Yes Bank. Plus, to make them seem safe, banks include a call option. A call option implies that the bank or the issuer has a right to buy the bonds from you, that is the investor, after a fixed tenure. This tenure is usually 5 to 10 years. Now, investors think this means that their money is safe. But sadly, they are mistaken. Banks have a right to buy back these bonds, not an obligation. History has shown that several banks like Andhra Bank and Lakshmi Vilas Bank have failed to pay investors. And history repeated itself in the case of Yes Bank. But if RBI and SEBI were helping restructure the bank, doesn't that mean that investors should get at least some money back? Well, yes, and the equity investors did, but not the 81 bond investors. Uh, Why this discrimination? Because of the fine print, that's why. You see, according to bank regulatory norms or Basel III rules, and 81 bond contracts, these instruments can be completely written off in case banks' capital ratios fall below a specified threshold. 
this is your reminder to always read the offer documents carefully. But 8,415 crore rupees is a lot of money. So the mutual fund houses including Nippon Mutual Fund, Franklin Templeton India, Barclays and Kotak Mutual Fund told the regulators, we'll see you in court. They filed a case in Bombay High Court to stay the bank's restructuring. But alas, the court hasn't heard their pleas. And both the RBI and SEBI have said that the investors knew how risky these investments were. They had earned a hefty interest from them for quite some time, so they shouldn't complain now. But as we said, new evidence has come out that changes everything. According to the response provided to a Right to Information or RTI filing by L.V. Srinivasan, an RTI activist from Chennai, back when the RBI was restructuring Yes Bank after its failure, it wanted to reduce the amount of these bonds and convert them to equity to avoid future litigation. Far-sighted, eh? But the Department of Financial Services intervened and said that this was not a good idea. Because this move would reduce the stake of banks like SBI and the others who bailed out Yes Bank. And that's not all. There's another twist to this tale. Remember how the SEBI said that investors shouldn't cry over spilt milk because they knew the risks that their investments came with? Turns out the investors did know the risks. You see, these bonds had been sold to them as quote-unquote super FDs. And we all know that FDs are safe. So, investors assumed these super FDs were also super safe. In light of this development, in April 2021, the SEBI penalized the bank and three other officials. But this penalty was stayed by the Securities and Appellate Tribunal or the SAT. But SEBI didn't stop here. It had realized how dangerous these bonds were. Thus, soon after this penalty, it issued new rules for issuance of these bonds. These rules stated that only experienced institutional investors can now buy these bonds. Not just that, it is now investigating the mutual fund houses that invested retail investors' money into these risky securities. Now, the question is, will these new developments help investors get their money back? Will the RBI's initial stance convince the court that these investors had been met with injustice? And will SEBI's new rules finally put an end to such scams? Only time will tell. And that's your story for today. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and not miss out on your daily story from the world of finance. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, read on. 